What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? We are back with another installment of the Poet Up Podcast. It's your boy, Maul Chi, and I'm living, loving life. What's happening? Hey, this is Jay Ward, and I just want to say, as an aside, this is like random and not not having anything to do with anything, except for the fact that my next poem is going to be based on Jethro Tull's Aqualung. I just saw, randomly, I just saw the, like this concert of him performing that song. Next poem. What's up, Blues? <laughs> well, the person you heard talking is Jay Ward. <laughs> Never said his name. Just gave you all this information about shit he's about to do. That was Jay Ward, and he told you who I was. It's me, Blues. You already know what it is. This is the Pull It Up Podcast. We yeah. are back, um, sitting here fabulously with the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, the voice, the singer, songwriter, the damn conjurer of bands like the dude can put a band together of anybody anywhere in the country and the shit sounds dope uh my friend concrete generation hey. my man lawrence mayor aka l boogie what's up homeboy what's up brother hey man, ain't no thing, man. ah bro we got you on the show yo um, jamal did you make that noise happen Yes, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we have, a, we have a bag full of tricks over here. Oh, First of uh, all, we have a fulcrum and a lever that we use right, to, right. to make mm. the horn go. <laughs> so listen, um, Lawrence is in the so, building. Lawrence, I see you have a, a, a blue moon there because you were drinking the beers. Earlier, uh, I don't even know if this has made it onto the show, but we were talking uh, brown liquors. Uh, to, today we have Old Soul out here, mm. and Old Soul is a blended straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, where is this made at? It's a product of Mississippi's oldest distillery. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. It probably has a lot of racism in here. Okay. <laughs> and we have the spirit of the apocalypse, the Walking Dead Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, so we have those out on the table today. But Lawrence was telling us about the uh, stimulant that is tequila. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no idea. Ward, did you have any idea that tequila was a stimulant? No, I just think of worms. Oh, don't tequila. Drink, don't don't drink the worm. Yeah, I got you. And because of the way it's made, you can get house tequila, and house tequila is still like a decent tequila. Like if you go get whiskey, and they're like, "All right, you want house whiskey?" You know, you're gambling. You might get some fucked up, shitty, cheap whiskey, and it burns your throat and start coughing and choking and shit. Mm. But you know, because it can be made many ways. But tequila is basically like a straight up, like you can't really fuck it up. What's tequila made of? I mean, now agave. Agave. I, uh, yeah, I've seen that. Agave okay. nectar. All right. Which is also used in vegan restaurants, agave instead of... I'm just agave. thinking of all the people that I know who drink, who are like real like laid back when they drink. I just just want to have a tequila night with these people and see what happens. It'll make you want to fight a nigga. I mean... No. Or no. pull a knife out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. The fulcrum. The fulcrum of it. Well, all right. So we got we got... We got our tequila knowledge, and now that I am more aware of that, I will be fully aware and watching folks who are just drinking I'm tequila. I'm no expert. I just know that shit keeps me up and not down. Well, listen, you are more of an expert than I am because I, I don't know. That was my issue. It's like, look, I'm t- I, I don't really have that, you know, I don't have that youthful energy on my side anymore just going, go, man, go. Now it's like, go to bed. So <laughs> I mean, something, when I come out to drink, I can't have one drink and be like, man, I'm tired. Like, yeah. this should just hit me. Nah, fuck that. So get started with something that's going to go, bing, put you up. A little tequila Red Bull even. Throw some Red Bull in that shit. You know what I mean? 
People sounds get vodka like, Red Bull, get a tequila Red Bull. That sounds like some real turn people up get, shit. Uh, people get uh, Bloody Mary, but then you get the, uh, what is it, the Bloody, uh, the one with tequila. What's her name? Uh, I yeah, think I it's, uh, what they call her? It's another name for it, but you can get Shirley thing. Temple. Nah. No. Zed, I know just, what a Shirley Temple is, and it is not that. <laughs> Who knows, man? Listen, uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel I like uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of tequila research now. Me too. Well, I mean, I've been doing the drinking, but now I need to back up my. Claims, so what but. makes a what makes an alcohol like like particularly tequila? What <laughs> makes it more like super expensive? Like the words. I'm asking a bunch of fucking drinkers who just like, like we don't know, dude. We just drink it. All right. We need to get a we shout out to anybody out there who is a what do you call those people who are like the connoisseur. experts? Connoisseur? Oh, yeah. I feel like there's a name. Yeah, whatever that sommelier. is. Oh, like a tequila, sommelier. A yeah, a tequila sommelier. Yeah. Basically a professional alcoholic who's highly functioning <laughs> who, and super who will responsible. Swash it around and spit it out. <laughs> right. Man, listen, we got again this I is Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence Mary in the building. Who is an uh, uh, just? Her. I keep calling you Mary. I'm just gonna stick with that because that's how uh, I know you. <laughs> everybody's like, I'm just gonna call you Little Larry, like we did when you were eight. I didn't know that was a Wait thing. Wait a minute. I gave you that one. That you is. That one yes. Is. All right. Little so it's Maher is what you real is which is how it's pronounced. Maher is Maher. what I care about, but motherfuckers are stuck on all kinds of. I'm nicknames. going to call you Maher because now I know Little Larry is a thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if we rewind the clock all the way back to Little Larry, like eight years old. Eight years old. Like, bro, when did you understand that you could pick up an instrument? Because you play like guitar, keys, fucking drums. Uh, Zydeco. I don't know. You play uh, like so many damn instruments. So many instruments. Like, when did you discover? Siri, what is Zydeco? <laughs> when did you discover you could uh, that music was your thing? Well, let's see. I would say Little Larry was singing in church and realized he could hold a note, and then was told, "Oh, you know, wow, you sing nice, and just keep it right here in the church pocket." So it was no big deal. My family wasn't like, "Ooh." We have a star, you know what I mean, on our hands. They were more like, you know, cool. Anyway, there's a chart list on the fridge, <laughs> you know. We've got shit to do. And it was right. like, yeah, I guess we do. But I knew something was up, right? It's just like when you're raised in a church environment and everybody knows you've got talent, but they're like, you know, well, you know, God gave it to you. You can give it back to God and focus on the family and then just get a job. And you're like, but, but, you know, I want to do this forever. Like, mm -hmm. I'm good at this. And so it became a thing where it was like, eh. That's just dumb. Anyway, let me go do other things that can guarantee me some sort of like sense of stability and money and something you can tell your, you know, your family that you're doing that they're going to go, oh, good. Mm -hmm. But while that happened, uh, I ended up getting into break dancing and getting into basketball, I ended up getting into um, a church choir. I took a choir class and I was just singing and playing sports and, um, and I just knew I had rhythm, and it wasn't until I was like 16 that I was hanging out with my punk rock homies at their rehearsal, their little garage rehearsal. And when they took a break is when I, for the first time ever, I'll never forget this moment, I saw an electric guitar just laying there plugged in. It was hot. Motherfucker was hot, like just zzz. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I need to touch that. I was like, uh, please nobody beat me up. I'm going to touch this guitar. <laughs> and I was like, yo, can I play this? And and like five dudes, they were all just like, of course. 
but none of them, it, it was nobody's guitar. It was like they had house instruments. So this concept was like, these guys are sharing everything. Everything's love. Of course you can play if you want to. And I picked it up and I hit a note and I was fucking like, oh, this is amazing. But it wasn't introduced to me as a kid. Right. I was singing, but I, but I didn't know anything about playing instruments till till I was partying with my homies and uh, and they had their shit laying around. I got on the drums that same day, and then like I would get on the bass at their practices in their during their breaks. About three years later, my uncle noticed I was playing his piano a lot more when I'd go over to their house for Thanksgiving, and um, so he gave me he gave me my first guitar that I owned. He gave it to me, my uncle. Uh, Bill, who he and my father are both uh, past now, so they're chilling. But I remember when he gave it to me, my dad was like, what you doing? I'm trying to get him to focus on some like real shit that's going to be secure, <laughs> this music thing, you know. And my dad saw me watching videos and looking at Prince videos and Boy George and the Culture Club, and, <laughs> you know, Slick Rick, and right. I'm trying to be cool and sexy and confident. And he's just like, you know, bro, how are your grades? I'm like, grades? Watch me hit this high note. <laughs> you know what I mean? Grade this high note, Woo. Dad. So you're so you're pretty much self-taught. I mean, I'm I'm like I discovered my shit. I discovered myself over a long period of time, and then once I started learning, all right. The short answer is kind of like yes, but then once I st once I started learning enough to know that I could do it and I needed help, then I sought help and I would take maybe. Um, a few lessons from one person here and there. Right. Different people would give me different uh, building blocks. So I literally have learned by watching people. So when you see me at concerts or shows, I'm really not there like, woo, enjoy myself, <laughs> let go, be free, be one with the vibration. I'm there like, look at this motherfucker's fingers. I've been fucking moving that fast. Like, oh, shit. I'm like, I need to ask this dude a question. Right. How you do that, bro? And then I'll look at the drummer, I'll be like, how in the fuck is he barely moving his hand and yet he's hitting the cymbal so many times? He's not using his whole arm, he's using his fingers. Like he's mm. barely, his stick control is like on point. He's just looking around the room like, doo doo doo, who are these badasses? I'm like, who are these badasses? I wanna learn, don't have time, don't have money. So I'm just at the concert studying and I'm, I'm like learning by watching, right? I go home and I just fucking do the same thing. I just go home, I go do what that motherfucker did. So he had his hand tilted, I'm looking at it. I'm like, look at his elbow, look at his hand. I watch form because of sports. So when I think basketball, I think watch your form when you shoot. I correct dudes' forms all the time. They're, they're like, cool, you got dribbles, you got skills. Oh, and one, brick. And that's when I my I grew up playing ball, yelling at people like, motherfucker, do it again. Right. Shoot that shit again. This time, flick your wrist this way, not that way. And they'll be like, oh, I'm like, oh, motherfucker, let's go, team. <laughs> so that's me all day. Then take that, put it in the kitchen at work, put right. it in the bandstand with the musicians, put it in the poetry, put it in the acting, in the theater. I still have this like, motherfucker, I want to get it, I want to get it, and I want to get it right. You know what I mean? It's just the same attitude. So when it came to music, I'm like, well, it's not, it's not, do you love it? It's like, I realized I could do it. Mm. And then I realized what it did for me, and then I loved it. So like, you can do all kinds of shit. You might be like, ah, you know, I'm a lawyer and a doctor, I have five degrees, and 
two houses and three cars. I got a lot of shit going on, but what do you love, bro? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, my wife, my kids. No, 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 I mean, that's people, but like, who are you? Like, what do you do that makes you fucking happy? Like, right. are you like a glass blowing it? <laughs> what you do, man? You know, like, where's your passion is all it is because I think no matter what you are a specialist in, until you have allowed your passions to define you, mm. you're kind of empty. You can be like, well, I'm a master fucking this and that, accountant, whatever the fuck you want to be. You know, like I said, lawyer, doctor, anything prestigious, whatever. But if you're not passionate, something's wrong, something's missing. You're rich. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. So then everybody's like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, all right, you mean for money <laughs> like, or for happiness? Because it's two separate fucking goals, people. So what I'm going to do for money is I'm going to cook in restaurants because they understand crazy people like me. And the schedules are flexible. So I go, I can work in a restaurant. These crazy pirates are are insane and they make me look normal. And then I go over here, I'm like, now I can work that in the day. And then at night I can go make music. And so that's what I've been doing for like, when I came to Charlotte, it was all about like, I need to go to anywhere where I can just do music. Mm -hmm. And it did, I didn't know it was gonna be Charlotte. I didn't plan on Charlotte. This was an accident, happy accident. Uh, it's another story. If and you where are you from? It. Yeah, yeah, where are you? I'm from LA, man, from Los Angeles. Oh wow. Southern California. I'm born and raised. Hmm. So that's also why having talent was no big deal. It's like, yeah, everybody has talent around here. Everybody's got a fucking dream anyway. <laughs> Clock in, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, where do I work? You know, so I vote. My dad was very like, you can do whatever the fuck you want as long as you have a job and you've paid your bills. Once you've got that out of the way, those are the basics. I don't give a fuck what you want to do for your hobby. And I'm like, I'm like, dad, it ain't a hobby. Right. It's right. my passion. He goes, yeah, but you're broke. I'm like, true. <laughs> that doesn't make it a hobby. It's just a passion that's not making me money. <laughs> At the moment. But I'm so fucking happy, and that counts, doesn't it? <laughs> like, you're so angry. No, I'm not. I'm happy. You're trying to take me out of my happy. happiness. right? <laughs> and then I'm going to get angry, and that's why I'm getting angry. Because I'm just like, right. well, you want me to go work in a cubicle? where I have a 401k, uh, health insurance, all the benefits, nine to five, and then some girl's like, ooh, sounds like a fucking, you know, chain on a wall to me. You know? right. so this dude ain't going nowhere, it's stuck. I love it, yes. You know, I'm just saying it's not like that. But I feel attacked. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, man, I am a leaf I'm in the wind, and nobody wanna get planted with me. That was straight from LA to Charlotte? Kind of, no, not really. Um, I traveled the country for like four months before Charlotte. Mm. I was doing a little searching and discovering and, um, well, I was part of a, uh, a church group doing some youth ministry and I was part of like setting up the situation like tables and chairs and helping with, you know, the logistics. I drove the van, you know, but there was like 15 people involved. That was like a traveling group and I was trying to do right because I was kind of fucking up real bad in my life. I'm like, let me go help some church shit out. Ah, it turns out I made things worse for them. I learned a lot. <laughs> They're like, this ah. women. <laughs> I was trying to get my life this together. It turns out I fucked everybody up, made them frustrated. They were mad at me. I was a risk. They're just like, <laughs> that's Lawrence, a, you Lawrence. know, that's a problem when they saw when they call you a risk. Yeah, like, yeah, you sir are a risk. I was a risk, man. I mean, I had a well, I had you know. I travel, travel like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So I go on this four-month trip with this group, this church group that I made a commitment to, knowing that I had all kinds of crazy shit going on in my life. So I go, well, I'm, I'm, whew, 
this is a big commitment. I'm going to try to like land somewhere in the country where I want to move to. This was like my springboard moment. Right. I could come back to Cali and I could do the rest of my life there and finish college, do some shit, marry this girl. Or I was deep in my mind like, okay, let me back up real quick. Because I was trying to be practical, when I went to college, I studied psychology and philosophy and I majored in philosophy. I finished all my upper division. I went to college for five years. I didn't graduate because I had zero math and I was deficient as fucking math. So by the time I was like at my five year mark, they're like, well, all of your financial aid possibilities have ran out and you need to take out a loan to do two years of math in order to graduate. And I was like, no, I'm gonna start a band. <laughs> so that was my college exit plan. It was like, I never wanted to go to college in the first place, bro. I was on the beach doing acid. I wrote a poem, my homeboy was like, yo, you would have got an A in my class. I go for this fucking poem, bro, I'm tripping. He was like, that shit's tight, son. I, he goes, why don't you come take a poetry class with me? I'm like, man, was fuck Was he school. also doing acid at the time? Hell yeah. <laughs> he was more responsible than me. <laughs> he was enrolled at the community college. He said, Lawrence, you know, they'll pay for your classes, bro. And there's cute girls in there you don't know. Nobody from high school that you hate. I'm like, okay. I took this one class and that, it was a dare. It had been a year and a half since I graduated. I did not want to go to college. But my homeboy was like, dude, you write poetry. Come to take this creative writing class. Go, fine, fuck. I didn't even know I could play guitar. I wasn't playing guitar or any instrument. Oh, wow. So I wasn't playing shit because I was discovering that I could. Right, right. I touched the guitar. I was like, ah, that's awesome. Anyway, what's her name? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. There was more to it. It wasn't like, and once he touched the guitar, that's all he touched. <laughs> now I'm up, I touched her. I touched that. I got my, uh, uh, whew, yeah. Discover some life. And then I was like, all right, it keeps coming back to music after all the I said, fine, I got hooked on school and I started just taking classes that I liked. I had no agenda. I went down this list of classes and said, I like that one, I like that one, and I like that one. That's, look, that's looking like next semester to me. <laughs> and they're like, well, well what, what is your, what's your major? And I'm like, student. It's student. I'm majoring and showing up. Right, right. My major is like, it's major that I'm even fucking here. You're asking me like what I want to focus the rest of my life on. I'm saying like tomorrow may never come. So just be glad we're here right now. And they were like, I'm like, like seriously, like what time is class over? Like I, I didn't want to be in school, but I knew that I had to keep learning because I didn't give myself a chance in high school to apply myself. Mm. I was so distracted. I got the worst grades of my life. I almost did it. Actually, technically shouldn't have graduated high school. But this nun came and found me. She was like, Lawrence. I said, I actually, she didn't call me Lawrence. She called me Mr. Maher. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> what I do now? I thought I was like, it's graduation day. <laughs> right, right. Can I fucking go? <laughs> She's like, so you failed my class, but I passed you. Because I see that you've been through a lot of shit. As through, I've been watching you. She goes, but you don't talk to anybody. Goes, but you're like, you're interesting because you're really good at some things and you're really horrible at other things. You really care about some things and you really don't care at all about other things. But everyone else has like a little bit of balance for both. And I'm like, your point is like, I am leaving, sister. Right. She's like, I just wanted you to know I passed you. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> like, fuck you. Fuck your class. Fuck this whole school. <laughs> Everything's fucking stupid because. We're after money here. We're after fame and prestige here. We're after our reputation here. Nobody fucking cares about the real struggling student when that student is struggling and needs help. If they don't get reached, they get lost. Mm. 
Why is the kid struggling? Because they're, they're, they're unintelligent? No, they're distracted. Well, are you their counselor? Well, no, we have counselors for that. Nah, fuck that. It needs to be the teacher who's trying to teach the lesson to reach that mind to get that mind open. He can't. Well, why don't you go down to see Mrs. Wellington and she'll counsel you for 20 minutes and then come back, see if you can pay attention in my class. Ain't gonna work that way. Right. That kid might pay attention to Mrs. Wellington. Right. So right. connect with your fucking kids. And I was pissed. So I go, fuck school. And then I'm like, college. <laughs> Random teachers I only see for like four or five months at a time. And then I'm out. I'll do it. Free. Cute chicks. Still can do drugs. Doesn't matter. Gonna show up lit. I'm talking about, yeah. We're gonna draw today. <laughs> I took like three art classes. So you're majoring in art? Nope. <laughs> just, just like it. I took English, English two, composition, composition two, speech, speech two. They're like, so you're a literature major? I said, nope. I love poetry. I won my speech class. I won in my debate class because I like to argue, but I come from a family of six kids. Of course I can win a debate. Right. Of course I can sell a fucking argument. You know, if you've been to my house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then we had mom and dad and maybe like a random like Aunt Peggy or like an Uncle Bill or some wayward family member we took in, somebody's ex-boyfriend we took in, somebody from the fucking shelter. My dad was like, come on, get off the street. That's where I get it from. Like, come on, just crash in the corner. Bro, that's a wild ride, though. Like, to go from knowing you want to do... When I, I don't even know if you want to do poetry at that point. It's just I something didn't know you, any of what just, I wanted to do. I was just doing things that made sense in the in the right. sort of like, God, you got to choose now. What? And I was like, well, all my friends are crazy. Let's study psychology. I'm crazy. Let's see if we can figure ourselves out real quick. Then it became like, should I be a doctor? I don't know. Don't really want to check in anywhere every day all the time. And that's what I was going to say. So <laughs> you, had the, you had the lineup that your father wanted for you, this sense of stability this, this track line that. yeah yeah but then you're you <laughs> you go on the wild church ride and you end up in charlotte what landed you here like can i cuss like overtly and just be crass fuck yeah you mean, you mean more than you already been cursing yeah. <laughs> i'm just fucking with you and fucking packed my bag was like, I am going to meet you at the airport. <laughs> can we, can we, can we, can we say? She it, was from New York, I was from LA, we came here. This is fair to say that this is part of the reason why the church was like, Yes. Yeah, he's a right. Yes. 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 I'm like, I just, just want to help, and they're like, we don't know if you can. Like, yeah, you've got. Yeah, I'm like, I'll play guitar for mass. I can, I can, you know, maybe counsel some people. They're and like, ah. they were like, they were like, why are you always counseling the girls? I'm like, put your head on my shoulder. Lawrence, God damn it! I'm like, you're cursing. This is a church group. I'm only talking to her. Whole time to they knew the whole time. This one girl called me out. She's like, Lawrence, what's up with you and your hidden agendas? I was like, bitch, I will kill you in the van. <laughs> Whoa. This took, a, took a turn. <laughs> took a turn, That's right? That's where the risk comes in. I will in. shut you down. Oh, I God. will shut you down. I will shut you out. Oh, oh God. Oh. That shit reminds me, uh, we were talking about Dave Chappelle earlier. <laughs> when... <laughs> When they did the wife swap, and he was, he was Leonard Washington, and she made him go to therapy, he said, bitch, I'll never forgive you for this. <laughs> With the side eye, yeah. bitch, I'll never forgive you for this. <laughs> nah. Oh, so the WAP brought you to Charlotte, man. Yeah, I, I, me, uh, yeah. 
I'm not mad at that. No. Nah. Like, uh, it was a repressed thing. Like, again, the church background had me very repressed. And so when I got free, I was like, I need to meet women. <laughs> and I'm, I, I love the things I believe as a Catholic. You know, I love the teachings, like the ancient prayers that we say that echo 6,000 years of, you know, like Hebrew and Latin and all. That's all beautiful. But I was sheltered, man. Mm. So when I got free and out of my, so every religious entity has its own particular expression based on culture and environment. So you take Southern Baptists, you take uh, Catholicism, you take uh, Mormonism, you take Buddhism, any region or area, wherever you find, there's gonna be a difference in the delivery and the way it's received. I came from not only Catholic, but like a, my dad being like, conservative, Republican, you know, Irish, German. My mom is Mexican with the Spanish, French background. So me being mixed is what made me not fit into other groups that were easy to get along with. Like, oh, you're one of us, come over here. I wasn't one of nobody. I was one of six kids that we all look the same. But then I was like, you know, my identity was like, well, I'm not claiming a nationality as much right now. I guess I'm, I'm Catholic. And then it was like, I identified with that and then my my father raised me to identify that with like, therefore, I'm always proper and always like a gentleman towards girls. But it was like, I did my best. I did my best. I was a good little But nice you was trying dude. to fuck. Bro, there comes the time. Come on. I was like, Dad, I can't keep on putting up this. I'm trying to fucking do this, man. And he was just like, well, no, just consider. Like, I would talk to my dad be like, Dad, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fuck. I'm trying to fuck my girlfriend now. Who you see me with? That's why I'm all over her when we're sitting on the couch just right after dinner. And you're like, what's wrong with you? Because I... I'm obeying the rules is what's wrong with me. I need to disobey. And, and am I really wrong for just being human? Like, come on. Ooh. All right, I'm moving out. I'm leaving. <laughs> like, so I grew up. I moved out. Fucking all my 20s. I was uh, suddenly I had a girlfriend for four years, focused on college. But here's what happened. I was playing guitar knowing that it brought me some peace. I was play I was singing songs knowing that I could. It was fun to sing and I liked it. I've got a heart for, you know, um, performing arts. But when I was studying the psychology and um, a friend of mine, now these aren't, this isn't a place where I was working, but the rehab center I visited is what made me click. Mm. So I'm in college. But at this time, I'm, I'm working in the group homes. I'm all about some fucking psychology and some philosophy, art and English. But I've got friends in real time, my age, mid-20s at the time. One of my homegirls was a, a fucking, she just had a rough life and she was in rehab. She had, a, 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 a let's just say, crystal meth was the main thing, but let's just say a, multiple substance abuse uh, problems, right? So I go visit her. She's also doing some fucking witchcraft. And she's like, yo, I'm, I'm freaking myself out, casting spells I didn't think would work. I'm like, I'm coming over. <laughs> so I come over with my fucking holy water, my weed, and my, my guitar. Wait, this shit deserves Hennessy, a bad bitch, and a bag of weed. Let's the whole Trinity. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that sounds sings. like an album cover. Can yeah. I, holy water, weed, yeah. and, and a guitar. And, and a guitar, guitar. Yeah. yeah. And she was my homegirl. She could sing. She was a badass singer, but she had drug problems, all kinds of problems. Fucking violence in her life, man. She was a wreck. But she was my homegirl. And, uh, one of my best friends, actually I'm her godfather, know the story. I, I like 
baptized her later on when she was like, I don't want to, I don't want to cast spells on people. I'm like, come on over here onto this side, <laughs> this side of the track. We call them prayers over here. Yeah. In Catholicism. This, this, this absolutely sounds like a Drake story, but go ahead. So, <laughs> I go visit my friend and I go, I'm bringing my guitar so we can sing and vibe and we can just feel, feel good and have fun like the old days when we chill at the house. She's like, all right. Well, when I played the guitar, a little group formed. People just were walking around, you know, we're outside on the picnic bench or whatever. Little group forms, and then, you know, I'm kind of used to that because we play at the park a lot and little groups would form. So I'm just like, you know, I don't stop like, hey, how is everyone? Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, well, this next song, I don't know what the fuck it's gonna be, but here we go. I just ignore everybody. You just, I'm zoning like, fuck you guys, and they're just doing their thing too. We all just start chilling. Well, here's what happened. I stopped playing guitar, and this one girl looks up at me and she said, what you just played had a more calming and peaceful and healing effect on me and us, which is why we're all sitting here right now, than any of the therapy or the counseling or the pills or the things that they've had us do to try to like help us and all that stuff. She goes, that was beautiful and that was peaceful and that was truly, it. Re I, I am calm now. And I was just like, I, I was like, on the one hand I was like, Cool, I'm glad, but it clicked in my mind. I was like, that, that's what it is. Mm. I've been trying to find out what I'm supposed to be doing and the whole time I'm like, oh look, I can sing. Oh look, I can play basketball. Oh look, I can play drums. I can shoot a gun too. My dad used to take me shooting. Ha, you know, me too. He was a sharpshooter in the army. I didn't know that until I read his death certificate. I was like, that would have been cool to know that I am the son of a sharpshooter. Right. <laughs> okay, all right, you know, watch out for my rubber band, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, got him. But but what happened is it clicked that no, I'm not crazy. Music is healing, but it's not profitable. But these pills are. This is why I got disillusioned studying psychology. This is why I switched to philosophy. But why I still work in group homes because I give a fuck about the crazy kids. Why I visit my friend in the fucking rehab, and then I'm like, music is it, but it can't be for the industry and then be a healing tool. That's going to be a money-making tool, which is fine. You can do that. Great Wait, music, great hits, pop music's pop for a reason. I need to drop a Funk Master Flex bomb for that. <laughs> Continue. I don't even know what I said for you to do that, but you can, <laughs> we'll listen back later. But no, the thing is, is like, yeah, I do not hate, I got this one dude, quick squirrel tangent, on a tree rope. Ooh, squirrel. Dude's like, yeah, Lawrence, I heard a couple of your poems, man. This shit's deep. All I do is deep shit, man. All my shit's deep, man. I like this shit, man. I only fuck with deep, meaningful shit, man. I'm like, hey, bro, look, I like a party track too, bro. First of all, the guy that you just said, <laughs> we've all talked to that guy oh, at some that point. Guy. <laughs> oh God, we've all talked to that guy. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Like, okay, guy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. It's like, no, man. Um, I do, I do fun tracks too, but uh, you know, the thing about it is it's deep because when it's properly profound, it should be soul moving and not m just money making. A hit can be both money making and soul moving. It can be, yeah, you're right. But when I listen to the rehearsals of these great artists that write, that we have all our favorite hits that we like, right? Why do we like these hits? Because that's how they've been given to us. They've been popcorned out, sifted. They're, these are 20-minute jams, 30-minute jams that have been sifted through 
a song making sifter, and now the little popcorn three minute song, three minute <laughs> popcorn little pop, cause our attention spans are fucking short and they want to keep us stupid. When you listen to jazz and classical, you have to shut the fuck up and listen for a while. You do. It requires you to think longer and harder, get yeah. confused and not know how you feel. And nobody has time for that. Everybody wants to be like, I feel good right now. That's what I want. But don't you fuck you? Don't you think um, that Sorry. that is kind of silical though? Because like, okay, so like, I'm yeah, gonna I use, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and define that for me. Oh, sir. like so My it goes says silical. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was cyclical. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, cyclical. Oh, I said it wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, podcast it's family. The old soul. Wait, the pulled up podcast family. Let me hold let up. me tell you t- what happened. <laughs> Jamal tried to use a smart word, and then Jay Ward nerded it down and told him this is the word you meant to use. No, no, because that is our show. I speak. I speak bourbon. So <laughs> I, I knew I got it. So, but my point being, so like when, when music became a popular thing, like radio music. So like in the, in the thirties, forties, when, when music started becoming a, an American and, phenomenon. And, and music was a little longer back then too. It got shorter. But yeah, go It got shorter. Going. Yes. So, so. At first, it wasn't a thing for a song to be five minutes, six minutes, eight minutes, whatever. But as they wanted to start selling advertisements, that's right. They wanted to start, like, like you said, dumbing down people. Like, we want people to only do this thing. So now I need your song to be two minutes and thirty seconds because I know that this fourteen to eighteen year old or eighteen <coughs> to twenty five year old is only going to listen to this long. Okay, but I'll build on that. Their attention span is like short, and so we want to keep people attentive. But the goal is also so that in that quick flashing of things, there's a song, there's a commercial, there's a movie break, there's a there's a sitcom, and then there's a commercial break, and then there's this. They're also marketing to you. They're not giving you a chance to think critically. Right. The power of suggestion is happening real fast. You're a, you're you're watching your show. You can't wait for the show to come back on, and real quick, it's commercial, commercial, buy this, buy this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Get back to my program. That whole time in the back of your mind, you're like, I really fucking need to buy that shit. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? And kids too, they're like, I want these toys for Christmas. And I don't know why. <laughs> like, cause and, you've been programmed, Timmy. And, <laughs> and about. that's why they push Elvis Presley rather than <laughs> <laughs> Jay, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. Rather than uh, 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 the inventor of rock and roll. Damn, I can't think of his uh, name. Chuck Berry? Chuck Berry. Oh, Chuck Berry. Like, because Chuck Berry's music is influencing these little white kids, but we can't have that. But when Elvis does it, it's great. Yeah, I mean, and you and you make a valid point on a whole nother topic of the warped agenda behind whitewashing black music is that other aspect of the music industry. But that music is shortened and dumbed down as the topic of not allowing it to truly get in there and heal you. In other words, mm. when you listen to a classical piece, it's a movement. That right. shit takes your soul on a journey. You just close your eyes and you, and when it's over, you're like, I feel better. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. That was amazing. Just like sex. If you just like, pow, 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 that was good. That's fine. It's boring after a while, though. I mean, I'm just saying, like, because you, I'm just, maybe not for some. But hey, hey, I just want to say love. <laughs> to these little young niggas, 
You hear what he just said? You don't want to just. I mean, you can if you this, got shit to do. This is a this is a gem on a whole different up. level. This is a gem. It's on a whole different thing than what we. But that is a gem. What yeah. you're saying is a gem. I'm there's a, there's layers. <laughs> there's layers. There's layers. To you this can whole fucking, fucking go. Everybody likes fast food. You can fucking go. You get some hot garbage if you want to. What I'm saying is the healing, sexual healing, is not fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Sexual healing is between the sheets. That's a you grooving. That's right. Smokey Robinson. That's Isley Brothers. That's sexy fucking grown man fucking worship a woman type shit. I, I want to put a bookmark right here for us. <laughs> Because I think this has extreme relevance also to poetry and slam and spoken word. And we could put a pin on it and talk about it later. But I, I, but I think that has extreme relevancy extreme as well. Extreme relevancy. Yeah. But yeah, extreme. so that's what made me go, okay, I'm not going to go down this Hollywood shallow path of trying to be American Idol famous on MTV like my mom and dad were worried like, oh shit, we're going to lose them to this corrupt industry. No, you're not. But you got to let me be the fucking artist that God made me to be and not worry about that shit because I ended up using my art to heal anyway. It worked out, didn't it? And I'm still making money doing other shit like cooking. And I'm a badass chef, by the way, too. Favorite thing to cook? Go. I'm talking about it. Don't I don't even have no favorite thing to cook, man. My favorite thing is to cook something that's amazing. If it's not an amazing recipe or an amazing method, I don't even want to fucking make your toast. And I feel like that's your. Want to make your fucking nothing. I feel like that's your mantra to life, like outside of cooking. I feel like that's your mantra for music, for poetry, for whatever. Like that what, if, the that challenge? If it, no, if it's not if it's not gonna be good, if it's not gonna be right, if the form ain't right, if if this ain't right, that's right. then I don't want it. I feel like that's your mantra. Not, for, not only if it's not right, if it's not amazing, like if it's mm-hmm. not interesting, if it's not challenging, like ooh, I've never made that before. Oh, I've never. I, there's only twelve notes in the whole fucking universe, but I've never hit those <laughs> five together like that. Right. Whoa. Because this dude jumped two octaves and then came back and then switched keys and then fucking changed the mode. I've never sung that before, but it's still just 12 fucking notes. You know, and so a poet isn't coming up with new words. The motherfucker's coming up with new ways to say some shit. I'll be coming up with new words. Though. I know, right? Like, no. kind of kinda cynical. Like, <laughs> Jamal Wilson's come out. Hey. Uh, do, don't you feel that that's condescendical? And do you feel that I'm condescendical? Do you feel that? Holy shit. We need to define that right that now. I am being condescending right now. That's when I'm you not. Put a I'm not. Protection on your cylinder. Condescendical. It's when you come down in a circular fashion. If we if we go back to the to the idea of not even idea to the fact that you are a chef. And you know, you say you don't want to do anything unless it's amazing. You have this amazing ability to recipe folks together for an amazing sound. So Thanks, I'll, let, let's let's just start with heavy rotation. Heavy rotation started with the idea of you being able to uh, get artists together and, and different artists to play consistent gigs almost around. I would say all, all around the city. What? Uh, and I know, I know how these folks come. They're drawn to you because you, you are very passionate about your music and you're serious. You're not, you're not out to get rich. You're not out to get rich off of anybody. You just want people to play music. But that is because of the healing part. That's right. what makes me passionate about it because right. I know it's going to be good for us. Right. That's what drives me. So do you remember the first heavy rotation? <laughs> do you remember when, when the idea sparked for you? And I mean, because it carries on today, but do you remember like the first time you like, 
damn, I have this idea, and here's how we're going to do it. Um, it was me trying to... Um, so when, when I discovered this thing that music is truly powerful, not just church music or positive message music, but certain notes being hit the right way can literally strike a chord in someone's heart and mind and make an insane person calm down. Mm. Then I realized, um, well, I, I want to keep making music. And then I realized, well, I just went to college for a bunch of shit. But it made me realize that when I take all of this understanding and put it into the music purpose, the music's purpose is full of philosophy and psychology. Mm. But the music, I have to get better at now. I discovered I have the talent, but now the art has to meet the craft and then suddenly I need a band or people to jam with. I needed to learn that way because well, especially when I was younger, like there was no fucking, you know, well, you just look up videos on YouTube. Yeah, it didn't exist, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to go read a book. God forbid I had to read a book again. <clears throat> so how about we just do drugs and let it come to you? you know? So I was like, all right, all right, I'll take a lesson. So then I go, how about you get with a couple dudes who were like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out these chords. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out these scales. Let's form a band. And that's where... I want people to come together to learn and workshop. So I was never trying to put together tight bands as much as loose workshops. Mm. That was my goal because I knew, well, I'm not going to judge myself. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I know that my purpose is legit because I've studied hard and been confused as fuck for about 25 years. And now I know what the purpose is, but I'm not going back to college for music. I'm just going to go bother my friends who are really smart. Like Ashlyn Parker and Troy Khan and fucking Adrian Crutchfield. Right. Motherfucker played for Prince. I'm like, tell him I said hi. <laughs> right. We're all over here. We've got poets and dancers. You want us in your bus, bro? <laughs> the fuck, man? And I'm like, you know, there's so much talent that I discovered here. So I go like this. Well, I was like... I moved into the WAP and paid rent for like three years before I found anybody to make music <laughs> with. I was just by myself. Like I moved in, I was like, check in, you know, like <laughs> I'll pay rent every two weeks. You know, I was like, whew, cozy in here. I didn't have to go nowhere. <laughs> oh, I didn't man. have to go hey, nowhere. That reminds me of Step Brothers when, uh, when the chick came right back <laughs> with, with my dude and she was like, you can, you can live in my vagina. It's warm there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly how I felt. And she knew it too. She was like, come back home. I'm like, I'm coming. And then one day I go, well, this WAP sure is nice, but I need to go outside and get some sunshine and meet some people and make friends. I, I used to have friends. I can have friends again. I go, but what kind of friends do I want? Seriously, motherfucker, what do you want, man? You just trying to make music. And I go, well, there it is. And I told my girl, I was like, look, I'm gonna go find some open mics and play my guitar and see what happens. So I found Wordphoria with Jessica Deltek. Mm -hmm. And that's where I met Maze and Adam mm. Gann. Mm. And lo and behold, uh, no, I think I might've brought Adam to that. I think so. I brought Adam because I got him out of his shell yep. to play guitar. Yep. Uh, I didn't know anything about Harvey Gant when I met Adam. I was just like, he was just my neighbor at Louise Avenue Apartments. I didn't connect the two until after they was like, you know who's 
you know who his, his people are. I'm like, who? Yeah, Harvey Gang. Like, say what now? Yeah, I <laughs> had he's no just, clue. He's just chilling too. Like, yeah, like, but I had no, and I don't. When people say Harvey Gang. I still didn't even know until recently all of that. He was the first ever. Yeah. Black mm -hmm. mayor, you know, in yeah, Charlotte. I didn't know that yeah. all the things that he did. I didn't know that Michael Jordan had a chance to support him and didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's not surprising. Well, I, I mean, Jordan was. But Jordan was more business. He was he young, was, too. And his, his his quote was, Republicans want Republicans buy my shoes, too. <laughs> and that's why that but, nigga is a billionaire today. But at the same time, True. you know, he's doing shit for Charlotte now. And I love Michael he Jordan, is. man. I, I grew up watching Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And Pippin too, they have that thing where you could fuck them up and they'd be like, all right, see you next game. See you at the next game. <laughs> yeah, like, That's it. I'm and they're back. like, okay, 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 oh, okay. No, 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 it's cool. Okay, okay, all right, all right. No, you have a great day, sir, and we'll see you next time. And they would demolish, as gentlemen, yeah. their fucking opponents. Talking shit when it was the right time to. Not when they were mad in the heat of that moment when they lost. Not being sore losers. Pippen got fucking shoved by Rodman, fell down, and did nothing but just, it's cool. And the rest of the team was like, well, we want to fight for Pippen now, <laughs> so we're going in. You have these examples, and I go, well, why can't we do that in the kitchen as chefs? Why can't we do that as a band and be like, let's have each other's backs and stop being so egotistical about, mm. well, I want to take a longer solo. No, motherfucker, it's eight measures. That is all. But I need 16 to get off. <laughs> I need 16. <laughs> You're going to have your own song in the next. Got I'm a, I need 16 now. I'm going to make, make a really weird transition here. 32. I'm going to make a really weird transition here. Look at my ass just went for the bottle. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> no, that no. Was a true you might, you might so need sorry, to, you might need the bottle. You might need the bottle. I'm so sorry, homie. I didn't, I didn't even mean to do that. You might need the bottle to track where I'm going. Just but that bottle right up. And 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 just listening to you talk, this is this is not an analogy that I've ever said before that I've ever uh, shared with anybody before. But I thought about it before. That old soul's good, right? This is pure gasoline. No, that, oh, the, no oh, that's, that's the, the oh, walking no, that's dead. Gasoline. You're that's right. That's this gasoline. This is the spirits of the apocalypse. The walking dead yeah. is, yeah, that's gasoline. This the is old pure, soul is kind of smooth, pure gasoline. The old soul is kind of smooth. Um, I like it. This might, this, might, this might hit with you as, as like a former, like, Bible head. <laughs> is, is it okay for you? Yeah, I'm not even a former Bible head. Here's the funny thing, man. I am loaded with scriptural understanding. I just don't give a fuck to argue with people or talk Word. about it. Word. I'm still a Bible head. Gotcha. I just I'm a nerd by myself with it. Okay. With it. Yeah. All right. So so hey, this by, is, yeah by all means yeah yeah boom. No, so I'm boom. fucking Catholic. So here's the thing. <laughs> You're, we're talking about like the past. That's a quote too. I'm fucking, I'm fucking Catholic, Catholic y'all. That's why I met Rodney Lost. Fucking Mormon. Catholics don't. Real Catholics don't bust about stupid shit, man. Oh, it's off topic. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. No, no, you were saying though. You were trying yeah, to yeah. say something. Um, no, I'm just being rude and drunk. No, no. This is what we do on the show. Not, not even close. Um, so just talking about like the power of music. Yes. Therapeutically and otherwise. So like I think. Commercially, people have found that power of music and said, boom, we're going to use this. We're going to use this power of music to sell records, Absolutely. to make money, to make people buy stuff, to advertise, to do whatever. So, um, so when, when Moses went up to the mountain uh, to, to, to receive the commandments, 
while he was gone, this is when Aaron and, and Aaron was kind of quote unquote forced to, to make this calf or whatever. And the, the people golden one. the golden calf. And people started merrymaking and music was playing. When Moses was coming down from the mountain, basically Moses heard the music from afar. Just the music, not words, just the music. And from afar, he was like, Oh, the people are wilding out. They've turned against God. That's not an exact quote, but that's basically what Moses was <laughs> not in exa- just from hearing that's the not music. Exactly what he said. Just from hearing the music. <laughs> they wilding. But, but, right, yeah, right. That's yo, how they, I interpret scripture. Yo, yeah, these yeah. niggas oh, tripping yeah. Yana. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can ask me to tell you a story from scripture, and it'll be a whole, like, a whole that, nother paraphrase. But that's but that's true though. If you if you look right. at it, basically, he heard the music from afar and knew what was happening. I think. <laughs> but that, what is yeah? What is your inference? No, the inference is like that is. How are you condescending? I'm condescending <laughs> this. That that music has very very tangible power, and that power can be used for different things. Um, hearing you talk about using it uh, therapeutically makes a lot of sense to me. Um, hearing that there is a point in your musical uh, journey before it was a career that people were sitting around and saying, "This is what like this helps more than anything," and also hearing that early in your journey before you knew it was even going to be a journey that you played one note and was like, "Man." This is something like I think that's something that is very powerful. And whether, whether you want to say mystical or religious or whether you want to say uh, just like, you know, chakras or whatever, I think that's <laughs> a very, very stop laughing. Joel. I think well, I think that's I think that's something that is very, very true of all arts, of poetry. Well, I want to build art, on the Moses thing. I want to build on the Moses thing. So coming down the mountain, hearing the music. But. If it'd be like hearing the the hearing the anthem of a different high school, and you're playing football, and you hear the opponent's anthem, you're like, "What the fuck? God, how the the fuck did St. Mark's Church get on our football field? Yeah, with their drum line? Oh hell no! It it wasn't that it was music, but that it was the music of those worshiping. No, no for sure. Uh, uh, false god. For sure. But what I'm saying oh. is, so different notes have different resonance True. in the body That's right. and in the ear. That's right. So if if you if you're a composer and you're saying for a scene in a, in a movie, right. I want people to understand that this is going to be so, scary. They'll do it a certain way. Yeah, if the, they I use want a diminished chord or there's yeah, this thing exactly. called the golden ratio. It's like ah uh, like yeah. this like cool like dimension of like math and music right. that makes music hard, you know. There's very specific that's chords right. and harmonies that's and whatever right. that will elicit certain emotions Absolutely. in people. And that's right. and I, and that's what I'm saying. I want to take it a step further than that. Do you know that uh, when you're talking about not only the deliberate use These of notes and chords, but that the frequency, that the uh, the vibrational frequency. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now, we're tuned at 440 hertz because of the Nazis coming to America after World War II and making that the standard for all of music. Like all the orchestras throughout the world were tuned to different things like 432. Let me back up. We as human beings are tuned to 432 hertz. That means we vibrate at the same frequency. 432 is the same frequency as the earth. We vibe with the earth as human beings, but music in like in France, their orchestras were in 432, but in, in somewhere else it was 440 and somewhere else it was four something. And so the Germans came and they're like, all right, all right, all right, enough. They didn't say it like that, but they were like, 
you know, let's see how they, how would they say it? You know, nine. <laughs> so fucking Hitler. You know? We can blame fucking no, Hitler. No, oh. after Hitler. This is when the Germans came to America after World War II. Hitler's gone. But these Nazis oh. are still here. They're doctors. They're scientists. Fucking the, Trump. The oh, Americans are like, <laughs> the Americans are like, hmm, we can use these Nazis, yes? All right, so they go, let's just make it 440. Why? Because that way, every fucking thing we listen to is at a discord to our natural frequency. In other words, with you think you're hearing the most peaceful song, it's not as peaceful as it could be. Music has been sabotaged, bro, in America and the world by this standard of 440. It's just a standard. Nobody, you know, we don't have to tune our music to that. You can go right now on your program and tune your tuner if you have a tuner in there to make music and you can make it go 432 hertz and then you can tune all your instruments to 432 and when you make music, you can fucking listen outside and be like, God damn it, that sounds like the earth and the wind and the sky too. Holy <laughs> you know? shit. But you first want to do this. Where's Busta Rhymes? Because this shit sounds like it would be like the monologue into a yes. Busta Rhymes album. Yes. Yes. 440, nigga. 432. Four, um, 432 is where we are at harmony. 440 is tense. It's more tension. It's a mm. it's a little higher. It's like like I'm always fucking like, what? On I am calm. Well, I just said hello. What are you talking about? We don't notice these frequencies, right? So you're right, you can hit a major seven chord and it's like, ooh, that's a nice chord. You hit a minor third, that's sad. A diminished is scary. But I'm talking about the whole fucking thing is in 440, we're fucked. If we tuned it all to 432 and we, and we listen to music. Now there is music that exists in 432 that some artists have done to deliberately do a counterculture thing like fuck that, like Sade, Phil Collins, like smart motherfuckers, they're like, you know what? We're going to do something that is actually tuned to what we are tuned to as human beings. Mm. When you get a plate and you fill it with sand or water and you have the vibrations on the table going at 440, you'll see disconnected patterns, jaded, fragmented patterns. When you have it at 432, you will see con connected patterns that are symmetrical and fucking fluent, and it's peaceful. Nigga, I feel like... It works with water. Yeah, we're hyped over here shit. right now. Look we're that shit over like, here now. No, I feel Scientific like... Scientific experiments, bro, show yeah. you that frequencies make you peaceful. Nah, I feel like... I feel like I just had a sermon from a Catholic... <laughs> Catholic? Uh, wait a minute, no, listen. No, uh, uh, no, no, no. A Catholic... Catholic. Uh, no. Uh, okay, a Catholic, fine. A, 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 you're right. A, 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 a Catholicism would be the word you're looking for. Maybe, if you maybe, go with maybe. the Catha. I think like a nation of Israelite. Hooked on phonics. Fifth, uh, like five percenters so slash like Catholic slash Bahamian mm -hmm. slash. White people with dreads. Only thing once was missing was a kufi. Like, only thing was was a kufi, and it'd have been like right. I I got those same vibes. I got those same four thirty two vibes. Yo, so that's amazing. It's healing. It's powerful, and it's been sabotaged to detract from its healing qualities. And that's why I'm on a mission to not just make good music that's gonna be fucking cool and sell records. We gotta tune our shit back to 432. We can use all the chords, but we have to tune our music to the frequency that we were created in. Music has been taken from us and altered because what was Satan but the minister of music? Now I'm not saying Satanists are bad and that Satan can be a totally bad dude. I'm just saying Satan was the minister of music. If the music is his realm, 
and it's and then the music can be used for something bad mm. then it can be used for brain control too it can be used to make people tense yeah now we're about to start talking about the butterfly effect now we some but now if you want to use it for god I, then you use it for peace i'll be checking for everything in 432 back. now like yo let someone not talk to me in the right way well, fuck you at 440 right now. <laughs> you I, need down. Down I need you to come down to 432. <laughs> Talk to me right. <laughs> I got my frequency meter on, and meter. you're really hot. You are right fucking coming hot. In at 440 right you now. need to bring your <laughs> shit down. <laughs> oh, man. Where's your sound, man? Anybody, right, anybody can look up right now on their phones, 432, 440, and a bunch of shit will come up on your YouTube. All these videos, all this shit about the Nazis, all this shit about science experiments that show you the vibrations. So then again, I'm playing guitar for this chick in rehab. She's like, yo, that was powerful. And I'm like, hmm. She's like, more powerful than all this shit they're feeding us. And I'm like, hmm. I'm going to start a band and move in with this pussy. <laughs> so I moved into this pussy. We'll call her, mm, 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 god damn. <laughs> and I moved in and I was fine. Rent was good. I was eating good. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I see what <laughs> you did there. Smack it, flip it, have it down. All right, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make more music, I'm gonna start a band, but why? Because when anybody, anybody, if Jamal said, Lawrence, I wanna play the bass, I'd be like, pick it up then, put it on your shoulder, tighten up the strap, turn up that knob right there, and put your finger on that fucking fret, and hit it. He'd be like, but I've never, I don't, I think, are you sure? He's, Fucking play it, because why? It's not about being able to go brag and tell your friends, I'm a bass player, bro. This isn't about bragging rights. We are only, we're so caught up in only wanting to reveal the parts of ourselves that we can brag about. Mm -hmm. Nobody comes out with all their insecurities. Hey, I'm Lawrence, I'm fucking insecure. I've got some issues I'm dealing with. Anyway, you wanna hang out and work on some shit together? No, but if I go, yeah, I'm Lawrence, I'm a badass here and here and here. You want to hang out? Fuck yeah, let's go play ball. All right, cool, game time. Yeah, we're badass together, right? Who the fuck gets together and be like, yo, it's not about commiserating. It's about, I want to strengthen my weaknesses, but I can't until I acknowledge them and I'll let you know what they are. Mm. So we can, we can be brothers. We can be interested in each other to be family members, knowing that our weaknesses are being addressed wholeheartedly not just we're not wallowing in shit but i go i go well fuck man i need a band i can't get better at music just by guessing all the time i can only do but so many drugs my brain is going to <laughs> burn out and the, you're gonna be like hello is anyone there and i'll be like you never call you never write you know that's not cool i don't want to lose it right like, i'm not gonna be fucking you know uh leaning on the talent you have talent that's from god you don't lean on the talent you couple that with skill so i said fuck it and i started these jam sessions so i met these poets Keep i going. met fillmore jc blues maze and then q and mecca came on the scene and i was this dude that was like it's just me my guitar and the pussy i live in I don't have any friends. <laughs> I don't have any friends at all. I don't have any friends. And I'm going to come outside and play. She was mad at me too. Like, well, I don't know how I feel about my man going to bars and, you know, open mics and, you know, who, and I was like, bitch, you are asking me to be so secure with all your sexiness. I shouldn't flinch as a cool man these days. I shouldn't flinch. You should be able to walk around half naked with little stars on your nipples and I should be a cool, secure man. Bitch, I'm going to need you to let me be a rock star when it's my time. Exactly. If bitches want to pull their tits out for me, you shut the fuck up and let them. 
I'm coming home to put my dick between your tits. Not theirs, yours. So shut the fuck up, because they do that shit to us. They do that shit to us. I'm going to wear this dress, and you're going to act cool tonight. You're like, God damn it, I'm going to kill a dude tonight. Talking to you wrong, watch. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Nah, that's, you know that's, what I'm talking that's about. That's kind of true, though. Like it's, You're like, babe, you're really going to make it hard for me to keep mine cool, though. Because dudes are going to holler, and you're like, ha, ha, that's my man, though. And I'm like, I did like 50 push-ups today, bro. I, <laughs> I did one. <laughs> I did 50 Come on, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for your ass no, right now. No, I'm not ready. Like, <laughs> I need to do 50 more real quick. Let me take my jacket off. God damn. I walked in here 440, bro. I'm ready for your ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about to turn up my frequency, bro. Oh, yeah. my, my. I'm going to turn my frequency up on that ass. What um, is it? Uh, bro, so, so. The hurts. So you, you've. you've <laughs> You put these bands together and you've been you've been rocking yeah, with heavy rotation yeah, for you to learn and grow. Um, what's been and you've and you've been a part of the fabric of this city, especially with the Noda area, and you've seen how that's changed so much. Would you say that the change, the literal physical geographical change of the city has changed the music and the sound of of where we are right now? I mean, because you are you are a musician for sure. Um, how much um, have you say that has changed? I would say that, that that yes, that's that's had an effect definitely because some of the physical change has been music venues being taken away, right? right? Right. So then that takes away your sort of crowd and that vibe and the music that came with that that wave, you know, uh, be it the Chop Shop hosting a variety Ooh, of music, the but, chop shop, man. but the Chop Shop being a world class stage on the mm -hmm. on the left side, that big ass fucking How big yeah. ass goddamn. How yeah! And they were holding some major events, and then on mm -hmm. the right, you know, you could have more of like, you know, here's a fundraiser, here's a local show. Aside from COVID, the demographic itself, yeah, it's changed the music scene in the sense that the music scene needs to find a home. So the, the, the scene is created because of the home. And so I think the uh, answer to a lot of what happened in Noda is Tadio's response with Skylark off of uh, Central Avenue. Okay. Creating mm -hmm. a new home for local bands to go, especially the, the, the heavy metal scene, the stoner rock, the punk rock, um, visiting bands, out of town bands, you know, but like, I mean, anybody, they, they feel they, they dig can play there. It doesn't have to be heavy metal, but th there was suddenly no home. And then it's like, you know, then the milestone was threatened and then like, oh shit, hold on to the milestone. Tremont's gone, right? Yeah. Okay, so sure is. so things like that it's were- It's literally gone. Like, right? Um, the milestone was about to go. I think they held on to it. I'm pretty sure it's still there. Um, yeah, it's still up. Uh, what was I say? Tommy's Pub was another uh, mm -hmm. spot that was like, in an in a intermittent phase, and then they've resurrected and they're trying to get right back open. They're off of Eastway. But, um, but so now what, what I've found is this. 15 years ago, the neighborhood lent itself to a lot of places to make music, to perform. Hell, I created some fucking venues out of a parking lot. That's the Salvador Deli heavy rotation shit. Yep. Um, yep. JC and I, we went from, so we went from Lawrence doing guitar for the poets at the Tonic Lounge to going to JC's house and really getting shit popping to Lawrence gaining musicians that wanted to play with his dumb ass. People were like, it looks like you need a bass player and a drummer. <laughs> and I was like, if you want, I'm a little crazy, you know, and they're in Malcolm and fucking uh, Corey McClure. were like, we'll jam with you. Yeah, that was my first band. I joined these bands. 
Asleep in the Weeds, a 12-piece funk ensemble headed by Chad Thompson, who wrote all the music for that band. He had charts and everything for everybody. But he gave me parts to sing that were things I would have never thought of or felt on my own. Mm. But it allowed me to test my skills. All right, bro, you've been singing your heart out. Now can you read a fucking chart? And he was like, hey, Lawrence, I got some charts for you. And I was like, all right. Fuck. <laughs> it was time to learn music theory. Okay, never mind. Oh, my bad. Oh, no, wow. you didn't know. And then, uh, and then I go, now I'm joining the bands that is like me signing up for classes. Mm. So when I join a band, these band members are better than me and I'm not in charge of the band. I joined the band. It ain't my band. I'm not curating it. I didn't put nobody together for a, a fucking cool creative workshop. I'm in a band. I got to show up on time. This is a job. And if I fuck up, they'll replace me. Whole different ball game. My lyrics got to repeat. They got to be the same every time I sing them. My notes need to be the same because these musicians are going to write shit to what I do. So I go, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now we're going to be committed. It's fine. It's cool. I'm ready. Because now I have the skill level to meet my talent level to commit. I didn't want to commit. No, I got talent. Yeah, but... I mean, you do, but it's like unrefined. Have you ever seen a coal in mid-stage on its way to a diamond? No. But if you asked it a question, it'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> the band became the WAP. Okay, I don't know where he's... <laughs> no, the coal became the diamond. After a lot of pressure and confusion. Right. I like, I like the I other one better. I like the other one better. The band became the WAP. All right, you guys, take a lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sir, mm -hmm. you ready to freestyle? Freestyle? Mm -hmm. That is always the response, right? Mm -hmm. Freestyle. Every time. Freestyle. Every time. I mean, how do you want me to freestyle? We're going to play a beat. And you just go off. Oh, you, do I need my headphones for this joint? You're going to yes. need your headphones for this oh, part. So. You're going to play a beat for me? Yes. Who made the beat? Um, that is so, a great question. So, me. <laughs> you made the beat? Yes. This is a Jamal beat? Yes. Beats by Jamal. Yes. The order goes blues, J Ward, <coughs> you, All right. and then you, me. All right. Because I'm the best. All right. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Ain't nothing like some xylophones when you on the phone. Home alone, Macaulay Culkin calling up my girl. What you talking, talking that good, good. Guarantee your hit her up, hit her with the wood, wood. Would you please come through CBLUZ? I'm guaranteed I spit it faster, quicker than the Uzi. You see me, not the little Uzi Vert. Guaranteed, yo, I put your stuff. I don't know what rhymes with vert, but anyway, I'ma skirt the issue and pass. I'm guaranteed, Mr. Blues, I grab the mic and bust your ass real fast, real quick. Yo, I spit shit, guaranteed exquisite. Yo, J, you with it? 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 Well, go ahead and go kick it. Yo, everybody I know says I'm clever. Master of knives, fulcrum and the lover. It's what we do all day, Lawrence Maher. Yeah, when he speaks chocolate for water. 
her It's a classic That's how that hits Y'all know me It's like Jurassic I'm 40 Coming into the park But when I spit It gets dark You don't know About the spark Yo I'm about to come up With the lightning strike You don't know about that When I grab the mic It goes like this It goes like that It goes like everything Every time I grab the mic And I Lauren starts to sing It goes like It goes like It goes like It goes like Yeah It goes like It goes like It goes like Yeah It goes like It goes like Yeah It goes like Yeah. El Boogie. Yay. It goes like. See, sometimes I unfold it, it comes out, and it's a story I told it, but I had no disclaimer. My passion is the thing. Keeps me driven and I can't be on the left side of the road if I don't know which way I'm gonna go. Just put the foot on the gas and drive. It's a good fact that I'm alive. I've been wondering if you wanted to spend some time. Maybe pick away my brain and talk to my actual mind because that's where you find the treasure that is your soul is gold. And we dig too far for the things that we lost and sold. So why not come back home and recognize that it's time? Yeah, I might be half this, half that, but I'm a whole man for you. Understand for you. Gonna go to work and then keep it true. Every time I'm broke, you gon' know it ain't no joke. I give you everything I got, whether I'm rich or poor, whether I'm a lot or not. It don't matter if I'm interesting all the time. The simple fact is that you wanna be mine, and I'm talking about ooh, baby, ooh, la da da, oh, freestyle. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That shit was dope. All right, Ma, what's happening, bro? You're a beat, bro. Let's get it. Jamal yeah, it fades them all. Fuck. Keep it. Jamal fades them all. Can you loot can you loot uh, that? Jamal fades them all. <laughs> Not in Jamal here, no. Jamal. Jamal. Here we go. Jamal uh, fades them all. Yeah. Oh shit. You okay. It. You got it. I'ma do some you shit. Got it. You got it. Jamal. You got it. I don't even be playing. These niggas acting like Maul be saying hey. dumb shit. Uh-huh. But damn, I don't get right. what the fuck they be talking about. I'm the shit. Hey. Keep going, keep going. No, I can't keep going. Everybody knows that I be flowing uh-huh. on the mic. Uh-huh. Damn, it's all right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Motherfucker. Right? Shit. Goddamn right. Yeah. Shit. Fuck that. Fuck this Jamal shit. Fades Fuck all right. this shit. Go, right. Jamal. Let's go. Nah. One, uh, two, all right. three, uh, four. Come uh, on. Um, shout out to our listeners uh, in the Ukraine. Ukraine, what up, dog? Ukraine, yeah. Up? They, Ukraine they been holding, the Ukraine, they been holding on Ukraine tight. Ukraine in the membrane. Yeah. yeah. Ukraine in the membrane. We got motherfucking listeners membrane. all over the world. I don't want you to leave mad. I just want you to leave. <laughs> 
Shout out to New, New Zealand. I think yeah, we got New one Zealand. in New Zealand. What yep. up, though? Yep. New Zealand. What up, Newport? Shout out to New Zealand. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, what up, we got, we got. Carolina. <laughs> shout out to our, from the Sandpaper yeah. Nation. Our Georgia listeners, shout out to uh, Georgia. Yep. Georgia, baby. Atlanta. Atlanta. Georgia. We got Georgia. Ireland. Australia. Australia. What up? Oh, Germany. Oh, Germany's Germany? on the list now? I'm a Germany German. is on I'm a the list. I'm a German. Ah, hey, fuck, hey, Cause we had hey, El Boogie on hey, here. Fuck a Nazi, but I drive a Volkswagen. Where's we the got, beat, Jamal? Huh? Where the goddamn beat yeah, go? Beat my bad. Okay. You fuck my we'll, joke up. We'll play. My bad. Fuck we got Nazi, Russia. But I drive a Volkswagen. Russia. We got Puerto Rico. Oh, shit. Puerto, Puerto Rico. <laughs> White, black, Puerto Rican, everybody just we got a freaking Canada. Oh shit! What up, Canada? Shout out Canada. Hey. Latvia. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on. Can we can we do Canada and Atlanta back to back? We can. No, play the beat. Play the beat. Oh, Atlanta God. and. <laughs> okay, go. You ready? Man. Yeah, I'm ready. Do it. Do it. Canada and Atlanta back to back. Go do it. Atlanta. Shout out to Canada. And Atlanta. Hey. <laughs> right? You get it? You get it? Ooh, hey. we, got, we got Singapore in this Hold bitch. Hold on before you go hey. any further. I'm a singer and I'm poor. This motherfucker. Shit. I am Singapore. It. That was the equivalent of when someone's teaching you self-defense. I need you to stab at me like this. <laughs> Don't stab at me like this. Bring the knife overhand and come like this. It's the only way it's going to work. Oh, shit. This shit made so much sense, though. I, I'm mad because I couldn't figure out why he wanted it like that. But as soon as you said, and sound out of Atlanta, I was like, oh, shit. And he said, hey. Hey. Oh, shit. Did you say Singapore? Sing motherfucking Singapore. Singapore motherfucking. Are we Morocco. Recording? Are we recording? Right. Shit. Belgium. Belgium. Are we recording right now? Yes. Belgium. Yeah. How can we keep up with you on social? You can't really, man. All right, so you just got I'm fucking hidden, bro. I don't give a fuck about nobody. the grid. I don't need nobody finding my ass, man. If you want to pay me for some shit, you can email me. <laughs> Do we want to give out the email? Just you, You've been off the grid so, so no. well. I don't want to fuck that up for you. Man, are you recording right now? I'm not just playing. It's maherlawrence at gmail, goddammit. If you need me, email me. Otherwise, I don't give a fuck about what you see about me because I don't give a fuck. I can dig it. I'm all, okay, I lied. I got 10 years of projects on SoundCloud. <laughs> I thought so. Motherfucker, you can't be all the way hidden. <laughs> you can go to SoundCloud and see what the fuck I've been doing for the last 10 years. It's basically Lawrence Maher on SoundCloud. Oh, shit. LAU, he starts, not W. That's an LAU. LA who? LAU. LAU. Not LAW. L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E-M-A-H-E-R on SoundCloud, and you'll find a bunch of albums and shit that I've been a uh, part of, projects I've been a part of. But right now, Keeping Up With Me is basically my name on Facebook, and, um, you know, um, Instagram is Apocalyptic Mystic, but SoundCloud is just my basic name where you can hear my music. But um, Keeping Up With Me is just basically Facebook or email me. But I... If, if anybody's going to need to get in touch with me, it's going to be because you just want to have a drink and chill. Just fucking. I like it. 
And you just heard it from the man himself. I just want to go on record me a by saying, on Facebook, be like, where, where, where is the bar we are going to?" Bill meet Gates at? is going to hear this podcast and be like, "Yo, fuck all the rest of that." Yeah, fuck Where's everybody. Where's that Lawrence Maher guy? Yeah. yeah, I have an enormous check for him to start a studio, and you're going to be like, "I have all kind of emails and Instagrams you can oh. follow, sir." <laughs> <laughs> That's We're not gonna... how we ending. This has been pulled up podcast. podcast. Make sure you tell all your friends and family about <laughs> what we, friends and family and your priests about what we've been doing here. Follow us, pulled up podcast on all platforms yep. we're on instagram facebook's uh this is blues hey. um and i'm your boy maul chi you ain't shit and this is jay ward so <laughs> you don't give a shit and we did it pull it up pull it up <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>